So Adam, welcome back to the show. It's a pleasure to sit down with you again. Please reintroduce yourself. Yeah, hi. Uh, thanks for having me. Um, Minister Adam, the co-congregation lead of the Satanic Temple, Illinois. Also the campaign director, co-campaign co- uh, director for the Satanic Representation Campaign. Uh, and I'm also one of the core committee that puts on Satan Con, the big Satanic conference that we do for the Satanic Temple. Um, yeah, nice to be back. Yeah. And I, I invited you back on because I saw the Satanic Temple of Illinois in the news lately or uh, recently. <laughs> Um, I can share the headline story that I saw, but Adam, do you mind giving a background for folks that are listening and watching? Totally. Yeah. If you want to share for sure. Um, so the, uh, the short story is that I have sued the city of Chicago. Um, uh, the, I reached out in January of 2020, uh, to the clerk's office requesting to present, uh, or deliver an invocation before the city council meeting. Um, which is a time-honored tradition of solemnizing the proceedings, um, uh, open to ver- uh, religions, uh, well, all religions, once you open that forum. Uh, but um, uh, it's a pretty common practice, and um, the city was initially uh, responsive and then stopped being responsive uh, for a very long time. And then somebody else got into that position, and I requested again and that person was very responsive and then they were not at all and now it's been three years i think it's like 1217 days or something like that um and so on may 3rd um i followed filed a lawsuit i lawyered up and uh we filed a lawsuit against the city um to demand uh that i get to present this invocation yeah and for folks really quick for folks that aren't avail or aren't aware of what the satanic temple is and and what it stands for i don't want to get into that today i want to plug listen our, to the last episode i was going to say listen to my last episode with adam and i just want to say that it's probably not what you think it is and that's the teaser i'll give you it's i'll give you the the tldr there um, you go the satanic thank you temple is a non-theistic religious organization uh, which means that um, TST Satanists, by and large, do not believe in a literal Satan. Uh, it's a literary Satan. It takes a, uh, We take the um, uh, the inspiration from uh, classic Romantic era literature and Enlightenment thought. Um, things like Anatole France and Pierce Bryce Shelley and Milton's Paradise Lost and so on. Of Satan being the hero uh, fighting against arbitrary authority and tyranny. Um, there's no gods, there's no Satan, there's no supernatural, it's none of that. Um, uh, the Satanic Temple's beliefs are codified by the seven tenets, um, which are an appeal to reason, in my opinion, um, yeah. and they're easily look upable. And again, we we went over a lot of this in the last um, podcast, so everyone can go and check that out. But that's your, that's your, your TLDR. Yeah, yeah. And if I could uh, issue a challenge before you tell us about the invocation. Folks, look up the seven tenets and tell me one of tell me just one that you disagree with. There's yeah. a challenge for you. Um, there you go. Yeah, you like that? Um, I love that. Uh, so, so yeah, you're gonna find that you don't disagree with Satanists. Uh, so, uh, I think that's what. And even find. if you do, that's okay. Pluralism is great, and that's mm-hmm. one of the satanic values. Honestly, is uh, living in a society that is pluralistic with a variety of viewpoints that have equal access to every space. Um, whether that be 
invocations before city council meetings or the ability to hold office or the ability to just exist. Um, that's how plurality works. Um, and a lot of times when um, a Satanist asserts their own rights to exist or um, exist in the same public sphere, participate in limited forums or whatever, um, and people get kind of squingy. But the question that always needs to be asked is, is your distrust or uh, discomfort with a minority religion more important than the constitutional values that you claim to hold correct and true? Right. Um, and, you know, at the end of the day, um, values don't mean anything unless you hold them true, even when it's hard to do so. so. Yeah. And if you could just for folks that are trying to understand this story a little bit more, uh, would you be prepared to share us what an invocation typically sounds like? And, and the reason I bring that up is because much like the tenets, uh, I think an invocation is like you listen to it. and You're like, I agree with everything that was just said. <laughs> so, sure i can i can read the actual invocation if you want please um, I, yeah i have to find it hang on one second no problem no problem yeah. for folks that are listening and want to read more about this story we'll have a link in the podcast description we'll also have a link to our recent podcast with uh minister adam so that you can learn more about the satanic temple of illinois and just the satanic temple in general so yeah i think that was last year right last year yep i think Eight so months ago I don't remember. Okay, I have it. Um, I don't have the whole thing memorized, I'll be honest, but I've got most of it done. All right, here it goes. I think we actually, did I read it last time? I don't remember. I think you may have, which is Whatever. why I think anyway, I heard it and I was like, that's agreeable. <laughs> so, yep. but yeah. Uh, I'll read it. Uh, it, it. It goes like this. <clears throat> Let us stand now unbowed and unfettered by arcane doctrines born of fearful minds in darkened times. Let us embrace the Luciferian impulse to eat of the tree of knowledge and to dissipate our blissful and comforting delusions of old. Let us demand that individuals be judged for their concrete actions, not their fealty to arbitrary social norms and illusory categorizations. Let us reason our solutions with agnosticism in all things, holding fast only to that which is demonstrably true. Let us stand firm against any and all arbitrary authority that threatens the personal sovereignty of one or all. That which will not bend must break, and that which can be destroyed by truth should never be spared its demise. It is done. Hail Satan. That's it. That's the invocation. I love it. Yeah. I love it. I especially love the last part. That which cannot bend must break. Is that right? Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. It just um it sticks with me, right? And and for me, that's how I kind of try to deal with everything in my life, you know. <laughs> um, if it doesn't stand up to my questioning, like then I question, is it worth my time? You know. Um so hundred percent. Yeah, it's interesting that most people don't realize, and again, I'm going to plug our last episode, that these are the values that that you try to instill as uh, the satanic temple, right? So, Absolutely. And I mean, it's it's such a, you know, some would consider it's a very minor thing, but it can be as minor or as major as you need it to be, depending on the context. I mean, um, without getting too far into details, I had I challenged somebody not too long ago um, that didn't understand how bar markup works and anybody in the service industry is going, Oh shit, here we go. Um, <laughs> but um, bar markup is usually higher than retail markup. In other words, if you buy a bottle of beer at a retail store, your margin is going to be smaller than if you did at a bar. And the reason for that um, isn't because it's not just some arbitrary 
reason for that. It's because when you're drinking a, that beer on premise, you're using the space, you're paying, you're using the lights, you're using the water, you're using, you know, the, the, the liquor license to be open, the staff's time, the chemicals to clean glassware and so on. And if you've never had to consider why a beer costs you $5 in a bar, or I guess these days, $8 in a bar. Yes, I'm old. Um, $8 in a bar versus, you know, 65 cents in your, in your six pack that you take home. That could be very challenging. Uh, if it's some, you know, long haired asshole telling you this. And so um, at that point, you have to decide, am I going to update my worldview with new information? Or am I going to hold fast to my previous idea of what uh, this was and not learn anything and shut down and say, well, fuck you or whatever. Um, and people make these choice consci uh, consciously, but also unconsciously all the time based on all sorts of parameters of upbringing or background or, um, you know, uh, religious upbringing or schooling or, um, you know, all, all sorts of different things. It just might've been something that nobody's ever, you know, that person hasn't considered before. And so that, that much, that which, uh, will not bend must break is, really a question of crucifying one's own ego and deciding to um, roll with the punches, as it were, and learn and grow along the way and realize, you know, you can be wrong sometimes um, and to embrace more knowledge as you continue forward on your journey through life, which I guess got kind of preachy and I didn't mean it to. But um, I don't know. It was just a really funny example of, of one that happened to me recently that um, really embodies a very minor but important spirit of it so yeah well I'm, I'm just glad you did bring it up during this short conversation we're having in case people are still considering whether or not to take check out our longer conversation because again i think the issue is is that the propaganda campaign was very effective against satanism um mm -hmm. you know the whole dungeons and dragons and satanic panic thing i kind of i've been watching um stranger things and notice how they kind oh, yeah. of reference it and yeah. um yeah, it was, I'm not, you know, it was like we've said mindless, but it was whether or not it was mindless, similar to cannabis, you know, prohibition, it, it may have been um, effective for, for better or for worse in this case, for worse, in my opinion, but. Totally. There's, um, I mean, uh, there's a lot to unpack there too, like the satanic panic of the eighties and nineties. And I have a wealth of books behind me, including like some old primary materials on this kind of shit that law enforcement would use and so on um wow. you know was yeah i i like collecting stuff yeah. but um actually i'm wearing my mcmartin preschool uh class of 83 shirt right now <laughs> um but um people people tend to think that this is like excuse me a historical thing that happened within a specific stretch of time and so with stranger things living in that existence of like the you know 83 to 92 range um, you know, that's when people tend to think about a lot of that. But the metrics of how a witch hunt like that happens goes back way longer than that. I mean, we're talking, you know, the Taxil hoax, which was when this guy, Leo Taxil, during the French Revolution, was basically calling Freemasons part of a satanic cult, not to fuck with Freemasons necessarily, but to expose the Catholic Church for being garbage. Um and uh, that that conspiracy theory has stayed with it to this day, but it had all the same ideas of like creating paranoia. Freemasons were already an out group 
um, that were, you know, kind of a small brotherhood and like in secrecy or whatever. Um, and so they were, you know, ripe for being a conspiracy theorist. Uh, the blood libel against the Jews, which we talked about, I think, in the last um, the last podcast when we uh, were discussing, you know, othering and how um, Satanism was something that was just told about other people as a way of dehumanizing yes. and othering because they're different. Um, these things don't exist in a vacuum. They keep happening over and over and over again. Um, and it's and it's pretty fascinating to sort of watch the metrics just happen over and over and over again. Uh, but the Stranger Things kind of thing, it does it does bring it back to the, you know, to the cultural milieu understanding that like, oh, yeah, this actually it's not just some funny metal guy on a on a the roof of a trailer playing guitar. Spoiler alert, but whatever. It's been a year. <laughs> um, you know, this was actually like people went to jail right. and are still in jail. Uh, Melvin Quinney um, was just released from prison and exonerated night. Uh, uh, I think it was like three months ago down in Texas um, because of the, the innocence project. He was jailed in 1992 or he was accused in 1992 of satanic ritual abuse. Um, and it's only now that his exoneration is happening. And there, there's wow. all sorts of other things that are continually happening. We could do a whole episode. Sure fall out of the panic if you wanted to like it's it's insane um, just how bad it is but there's actually a new movie coming out um that goes over um michelle remembers um which was kind of what kicked the whole thing off um which was this account of satanic ritual abuse by a gal and her therapist who did like repressed memories he later married her like the whole thing was fucked and totally debunked um, but and I haven't seen the film yet, full disclosure, but um, it's called Satan Wants You and that's coming out now. And so that's another, you know, resurgence of some of this knowledge about um, the satanic panic. I'm going to shut up because I ramble. So it's a, no, thank you. I wanted you to get into that. Um, and I'm glad you did only because I feel like it surrounds this story. Some people might hear it and they might be like, again, if they haven't listened to our episode and they're not aware of what we stand for what we stand for and stuff like they might just hear it and be like, okay, but what we're saying is there's a a long history and I'm glad you specifically brought up the othering factor because I, I think that's part of this story. People will look at, ah, whatever it's them, you know? Right. So, um, can you, um, if we haven't touched on it already, cause I know I ask questions to take us in different ways. I know we talked about what the story is about, but I want to give you the space. What do you want people to take home and, and maybe what can people do? It, can they do anything at this point since it's going into the court of law to, to, to like help out? I don't know. Just yeah. Trying to give uh, the space. Well, for sure. Um, I mean, I would like to deliver the invocation before the city council meeting. That, that is, Simple that is it. That. Um, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm very, uh, I mean, it's going to be very hard to not, be un be undoxed pretty soon but um you know i'm very civically minded anyway in my own in my own life and um being a part of you know i live in chicago and being a part of the chicago community means interfacing you know and doing things and as clergy in a minority religion um that is one way that i would like to fulfill my own satanic affirmations and values of pluralism and you know being a part of of the process within the city um i don't know why they're stopping me i don't well to be fair they haven't actually stopped me they just haven't responded and i don't think i think they're just kind of hoping they want me to go away 
Um, and I'm not going to do that. Um, you know, uh, but I mean, that that's kind of where it is for me. I would just very much like to do that as for what, you know, anybody else can do. I mean, I would, I would say that if you're a member of a minority religion request to give an invocation before your city council meeting. Um, and thank you for, sorry to cut you off, but thank you for bringing that up because that's important to understand about your plurality. You make, we get into it in depth in our last conversation, but you would take issue if the city council told like, for example, Jewish people that they couldn't do their invocation because it's against the constitution. Right. Um, Well, absolutely. A hundred percent. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not there to tell anybody else they can't. Right. I'm there to request my time to do it. That's it. It's not taking away anybody else's ability to do that. Um, Again, it's a longstanding tradition of solemnizing this, uh, these city proceedings. Um, and everyone should have a hand in that if they want it. I guess what Um, I was trying to say, and sorry again for cutting you off, but it's important to note, I think that you do cherish the ability for everybody to give an invocation. You're not hundred percent. That's yeah, absolutely. Why I think that, um, it would be great if other minority religions stepped up to do so. Um, you know, um, the the other thing that um, people in Chicago can do um, if you live within the city uh, would be to reach out to your your older person um, or the city council or the mayor or all three um, and request that they, that they let me do this, because ultimately the defense in this lawsuit is going to be paid by you, me, even me, the taxpayers in the city. Um, and that's a giant bummer. So. Or what should be, in my opinion, a very, very simple thing. If 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 this had just happened when I requested it, right? No one would have heard about it. You've it done it twice been. on my podcast within a matter of a minute. Right. <laughs> so it's, it's like not a big deal. Know. And <laughs> let's be honest, you know, not everybody is civically minded. There's like 16 people that pay attention to the city council proceedings, other than what you know they read in Block Club or whatever. So uh, it it would have been pretty quick and easy. Right. Um, we would have been done by now. <laughs> So that's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Well, um, any, any other stuff? Cause I know I kind of cut in there a few times, but I felt it was important to, to clarify that plurality does mean, you know, it, you, it does mean that you do cherish everybody's ability. Um, and I think it that's absolutely important. does. So it absolutely does. It's freedom. It's, I mean, it, it, at the end of the day, it, it's ensuring that I don't encroach on the rights of anybody else, because if I do that, that encroaches upon my own. Right. That's one of our tenets. Right. But, uh, you know, that is, that is a fundamental value in my opinion. And again, pluralism is something that is absolutely enshrined, um, in our public discourse, in our democracy and so on. Um, and, you know, I, you know, since the last time I was on here, Obviously, um, you know, we had we as Satanic Temple Illinois had another uh, holiday display in the state capitol rotunda. You can see some of the apples from it behind for anybody who maybe you've seen that story because we did um, the Copernicus uh, book with the, you know, the snake wrapped around it and so on. It's really cool. Feel free to look it up. Um, it's it was it was really, really neat. It had a lot of symbolism built into it. I was really happy with it. But even beyond that, like on my own time, like, you know, we do things that we don't necessarily advertise. Um, yeah, there it is. Um, and so, uh, you know, I participate. I was invited to participate in an interfaith um, book club. 
um, with the United Church of Christ um, out in the, out in one of the the suburbs, and it was phenomenal. Uh, it was a really really great time. We read a book by Ibu Patel uh, about um, interfaith relations post 9/11 by a Muslim man. Uh, and it was really interesting to kind of come to the table. And, you know, one of the parishioners was not very comfortable with me, with my presence there. And, you know, I tried to offer as much empathy and sympathy as I could um, to that situation. But and, and again, well, one, you have to meet people where they're at. But two, again, like I said, it, you know, whatever, 30 minutes ago, it can be very challenging to one's worldview to have, you know, the carpet ripped out from under you on something you've know you've thought you've known for your whole life. And so, you know, we tried to be very sympathetic to that. But, you know, that was a very, very good conversation. And there's a, been other, you know, instances of, of of me being out and about and just, you know, putting my money where my mouth is. Like, I'm a community person. I live, you know, I grow vegetables and I give them to my neighbors and they all know who I am. Like, it's, you know, it's just, it, is, it just is, just, just, you know, do good for people around you. That's, that's like my basic philosophy, I guess. Um, yeah. And part of that includes ensuring the rights and plurality of others is respected and defended. Um, you know, if if if, you know, a member of a minority religion was having the same issue saying, I can't for some reason, the city council won't do this. I would call for them and say, hey, you should let them do this because that is what's just and right and pure. Um, yeah, well. Um, let's hope that they respond. Cause like you say, um, uh, you know, a simple response would go a long way and, uh, it'll be interesting to see what the future holds. I'll be looking at this story, Adam. Um, is there anything else, uh, before we shut down that, that you'd like to mention? No, I don't think so. Uh, oh, well actually, yeah, we will probably be doing, um, Another charity drive um, this summer. We did we did one last one last year. Uh, we call it Menstruating with Satan, where we collect menstrual products for those with uteruses that need them. Um, and we partnered with the Pilsen Food Pantry, um, and we are actively spinning up our wheels to do another charity drive this summer. Um, we don't I don't have all the full details yet, um, but um, you can keep an eye on um, our website, which is the Satanic Temple Illinois dot com uh which is new the website's actually new and we have an entire section on the satanic panic for what it's worth because cool. education is very important knowledge is the greatest gift um yeah and then uh, obviously keep an eye on our facebook page too because we usually announce stuff there yeah and i guess um i just want to thank you again adam for your time and for what you do uh stay in touch and folks check out the website we'll have it in the podcast description <laughs> hail awesome. satan hail satan for folks that are uh, listening i just showed i'm wearing a little satanic shirt right now so perfect all right take care folks thanks thanks